and, and I actually just, just shared the the link like ten seconds ago. So, you know, Hi guys. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Usual. <laughs> <laughs> we always start laughing because you guys like behind the scenes. <laughs> We're always like, oh, it's a minute till. Let's get on. Let's go live. Okay. <laughs> I'm always like, I wonder if Allison even remember because she didn't ask for the link and I didn't give it to her. So, <laughs> oh, Susan's here. Hi, Susan. I don't ask anymore because I just trust that like a minute before there's going to be the link and here we go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So happy almost long weekend, Allison. Not, not that I don't actually take a long weekend because I work for myself. Right. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I um do you have any plans though? Well <laughs> so as you guys know, my kitchen has been torn apart since February. Um, but the cabinets are all installed and my um they got all got installed this week, which was incredible. That's amazing. And it's it is, right? Oh, I know. It's like, yeah. Uh and even though there's a lot more work to be done, um, it's going to take like, I don't know, at least two or three months to get countertops because everything's backordered and like delayed and like whatever. So my, uh, my construction guys are actually, my contractors are putting in fake countertops today of plywood so that I can actually like hook up my appliances. And um, so this weekend, I am going to move back into my kitchen. <laughs> oh, man. I'm very excited. <laughs> that is worth celebrating. Right? <laughs> yeah. Since February, you said? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's it's a long, long time. time. Yeah. But I had, you know what? I did a lot of mindset work before this, and that's really, really helped. Because, like, you know, we've been planning for this renovation for 15 years, like literally for 15 years and saving for it and everything. Um, and finally, good morning, Dana. Good morning, Tammy. Um, so, you know, finally, all of a sudden, like almost like overnight, actually it was overnight because it wasn't supposed to start into, so like, let me, let me just back up here. Um, we started looking for a contractor last summer, but you know, every, like with the pandemic and everything, it was all crazy. So we found we finally found a contractor that we really liked. And he's like, I can start, you know, next spring, which is basically like May, like like this, you know, like whatever, like a month ago. So we're like, okay, great. Well, he had a whole entire house cancel on him because of the cost of construction materials, building materials. Uh -huh. So he actually called us in February and was like, I'll be there on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like when we start, so we like cleared out the whole entire house in like four hours, not the whole house, but the kitchen, the living room, the dining room, like most of the downstairs. And, you know, you feel like that pang of like sadness, even though like you've been dreaming about this forever, it's still mm -hmm. like a little bit of a loss. Um, but then also like, you know, it's going to suck for a really long time. <laughs> I was like very adamant that this is such a blessing. And I, every time the suck started to feel like, like I had to just go back to that mindset shift. Like, no, mm -hmm. this is a blessing. This is like what you are experiencing right now. Yeah. It's like inconvenient to wash dishes in the bathroom or to like, you know, whatever, um, have like dust everywhere or whatever. I mean, whatever, you know, like and it's a lot of extra work, but this is a blessing. This is a blessing. Mm -hmm. It's a really, honestly, a minor inconvenience. So mm -hmm. I really anchored in that mindset shift um, in the beginning because I knew it was the only way that I would make it through 
with like my sanity. So that's really good. That's such <laughs> preparing ahead of time with your mindset is like works for everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good that you just knew that that was going to be like necessary and you could prepare your mind in that way. Although you didn't get as much time to prepare if he's like, Hey, coming Monday. <laughs> well, no, I had to do fast mindset work. This was like, like mindset work on speed here, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, let's just jump off a cliff and we're going to make it figure it out. <laughs> we're gonna, it's going to work. It's going to be great. It's a blessing. It, yeah. and it is, it is, mm -hmm. but like, it's so easy to get caught up in a, you know, Oh my God, this is so difficult. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no, it's not actually. <laughs> right. Right. And our mind's always going to do that. Right. It's like, it always goes in that direction of like, Oh, this is so hard and so terrible and all the things. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of, one of those things that I, I use frequently on myself when my mind's like, this is so hard. I'm like, okay, no, but like, what are you comparing it to? Because actually <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> and let's just think in the direction of this being easy and see how that feels. Oh, okay. Probably it's actually great. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great question to ask. What are you comparing this experience to that feels so hard? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, your mind just like is automatically thinking of all the negative. If you guys didn't know this, you have like 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day and most of them are negative and most <laughs> of them are recycled. <laughs> so that's what we're working with. Groundhog <laughs> day up in that mind all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you just always have to be like, okay, brain, like you're looking at this side of the information. There's a whole other side that we could look at. Oh my gosh, um, imagine what it would be like if we had 40 to 60,000 new thoughts every day instead of reliving our yesterdays every day. Oh my, so I, so actually one of my mentors said this one time and I always thought it was brilliant. She said, if you work on like one thought a day and it doesn't even have to be one entirely new thought, it can be, because so many of our stuff, we just work on layers of like the same things, right? So it's like, just work on like a thought a day and maybe it's kind of a new layer of a, a similar thought and that's fine. You'll be a totally different person in a year. Just one. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's a challenge for the audience. What is one thought that you can start to work on shifting just today? Just one little thought. Drop it into the comments because we want to know what's your one thought that you can work on shifting. Yeah, good. That's good stuff. I this is it. action. We're, do, we're doing action steps in the show with no name. <laughs> <laughs> what can you shift immediately? I like to see rapid progress. Like I'm done with like, you know, like I want to like start making progress now, like do something right now, right? Like, like, yeah, move, just move. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your favorite thoughts that have helped you? And I know that, and like, I know it's probably familiar, you know, with this right now with your construction stuff. And I know that you said like, actually, this is great. And this is a blessing. What were some of the other thoughts that really helped you get through this construction project? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I also was determined to like maintain positive relationships with my immediate family members during this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One person in particular, we've actually done really well. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, good, good. It's a first. It's a first for us, you know. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I know it's, like, been stressful for the kids also. But you know, I said to them, 
listen, this is a year unlike any other. Like, so we're just going to make it even more different, right? Like weren't in school every day. Like you have to wear masks. Like all of your like routines are upset. Like every, everything you do is different. So let's just add to the chaos. Like sometimes adding to chaos is like the right time. Like chaos on chaos is okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And it's almost like, let's make it a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, by the way, one of my top uh, life mind shifting thoughts is is how is this actually kind of like a game? <laughs> how is it fun? So look, Emily yeah. just posted into the comments. Emily, I love this. She says, I'm still working on the mindset of doing the housework. Like I get to clean up after everyone rather than I have to clean up everyone after everyone. That's a tough one for me. Yes, it's tough, but it is like a gift to your future self. Like, and you know, one of my other mindset things is we work with a lot of people who have physical limitations and that's really, um, it's really shed a light on this whole, like, it's also a blessing to be able to clean with like fully being able to move your body. Like that's a huge blessing. And so sometimes that's something that I focus in on. It's like, you know what? I'm blessed to be able to do this. Like I can move, I can Mm -hmm. my hands and knees and wash the floor. Like, like, yeah. It feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I think about that sometimes too. Like like I have legs that I can walk on. <laughs> that's really cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like that's Yeah, and your your brain just doesn't want to look at that. It just doesn't. It always wants to look at the because it's always one of the things your brain has like three primary things that the, the primal side of your brain has three primary three things that it has motivations for. And it's one of them is to be efficient. One of them is to run away from pain. And run, one of them is to run towards pleasure. So it's always like, like when you're wanting to just sit on the couch, it's because your brain's like, yeah, it's just going to be too much energy. <laughs> we just need to like conserve it. And also that looks hard, right? It's just like lying to you all the time. Yeah. Because really, if you're just, if you get up and you're like thinking about the fact that you have arms that can stretch and legs that can move, it's like you actually end up feeling really, really good. And yeah. it's just a lie <laughs> what your brain's trying to do. Yeah. Your brain is just telling you a story all day long and it's not. Yeah truth it's your own personal filter and which is great like personal filters are helpful but they're not always true like what is there is no true i mean (laughs) yeah the 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 thing it's so interesting it's just so fascinating the filters because the filters that we see information we're all really living in our own head like literally like we can sit here and have a conversation but we're all living in our own heads and our entire experience in our life is our, our own head through our own filters, through our own narratives. And they're all built from um, like our original ideas that we accumulated about how we see ourselves and how we see the world and how the things work together. And we've just built on those our whole life and reinforced ideas and concepts that we've, that we've gathered and it's all just like our own filters. Even if they're similar, they're they're still unique to ourselves. It's so fascinating. So what's one of your um, filters that you remember like like developing as a child? Like, can you go back and think yep. like, okay, you know it. <laughs> I've done the work. I actually have, I actually have a story. <laughs> um, so I, I went to a, I call it adult therapy camp 
back in <laughs> 2016. It was fantastic. It's actually what kind of like lit the fire of, oh my gosh, there's a reality I didn't understand. Um, and one of the one of the things I did, you want to hear the whole story? Because I'm yeah, like, yeah. Want to tell stories. Yeah. So they do this thing. We had small group sessions and they do um, this thing called, they called it sculpting, which is basically using each other, the people in the group to kind of help you reenact people in your lives and how you saw your place in them and with them and relationally to them. It was totally fascinating. I was so into it. And I remember seeing some other people, like them talking, like they would pull up a couple people. Uh, it'd be like one person at a time, be like, okay, so this is you. Let's like think about you and your childhood and what were some of the key characters in your life. And I just remember thinking, I don't know what they're gonna, like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, I don't know why I'm so messed up. I don't know why I'm crazy. <laughs> they're not gonna find anything. My family was great. <laughs> and, and so when it was my turn, I actually said that. I was like, I don't know what you're gonna find. And, and then like five minutes in or 10 minutes in, they, they kind of um, talked to, talk to me and the leader talked to me and like we were talking about what age that I remembered a lot of things. And so I was thinking of like being little, little Allison. And it was so great because she had me sit on a stool. So it almost feel like I was in that place, like in that moment. And she like got down low and talked to me too. And we had these people in place to be like my parents and my brother and my sister and and just kind of helping me be in the environment. And I was like, I really don't know what you're gonna find with me. <laughs> and, and like within 10 minutes I was sobbing <laughs> because <laughs> she just like pinpointed it right off the bat. And, and one of the things that we found right away was um, my view of the world when it, she said, if you can imagine yourself like like think about yourself in being this young Allison. Let me talk to you as this young Allison. What's your view of the world? And I was like, oh, do everything right and everything will go well. That, <laughs> that was my view of the world, right? So this like spawned this perfectionist, like <laughs> there's this right thing, I gotta do it all just right and then I'll, my life will be okay, I'll be okay. And then her next question was, and what was your view of yourself? What's your view of yourself? I sat there for a full like 60 seconds. I was like, I have no idea what my view of myself is. I've never looked at myself. And she was like, yes. And that's what's going on really. Like you've never learned how to see yourself. So you, so my original views since I was like six years old was I don't even know who I am. I, have, I don't ever look at myself. I have like no concept of like me in this world. And my view of the world is you gotta do it all right in order to have a life that is going to be okay for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And it makes total sense. Like all yeah. of my experiences make total sense based off of this. So I, I have very clear memories of some of my original, original thoughts that have followed me through my whole life. What would you say to the hypothetical person <laughs> who doesn't remember much of their childhood whatsoever? Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's it's interesting how we block a lot of things because I didn't remember a lot either. I, I and a lot of this, um, a lot of the stuff that they did inside of that um, that week was to help us kind of draw it out and remember some of the things because a lot of times we just don't. We're like we we put up all the blocks because, it, and it's all in our subconscious. We don't even know the wounds that we have most of the time. It's it's very much hidden. Um, so 
Well, let me say, Allison, I literally don't remember a lot of things that I just don't, I don't know if I have a bad memory in general, but like I literally don't remember a lot of events that transpired in my childhood. And it's very upsetting for my mom, right? Mm. She always is like, well, of course you don't remember that, but like, Mm. I actually don't remember. So I'm not like, and this is a, like a, like a source of, you know, it's just something between us, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm trying to be mean or nasty or that I've like, you know, I just actually don't remember. Like, I don't recall the like things that she remembers. Now, she probably doesn't recall all the things that I remember, but there's a lot of focus on how, well, Jessica doesn't remember that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember? What are some, like, let me just ask you this. What are some, do you remember having like feelings of, um, like a lack of safety or do you just remember it feeling just be like pretty good and so there's just sort of a blur of oblivion more like that or- I remember certain experiences I, in, I mean I remember like certain you know narratives right mm-hmm. I, I mean I had a good childhood there was nothing like crazy about it it was a I would say like a fairly typical growing up in the eighties you know, like, type of childhood uh, in the suburbs. Like, yeah, but like, I don't know, I guess there were just, my mom just seems to think that I don't remember anything that happened. And uh, I don't, it's true. Like my younger years, I really, I remember more from like high school on, you know, like mm. those, those are like relevant experiences to me, but I just feel like it takes a lot for something to embed in my memory. And I think it's like an evolutionary advantage that I have that I can just, I also, here's the other thing, as much as I don't remember anything good that happened, I also don't remember bad things either. So mm-hmm. when I get into an argument with somebody or when there's like a negative interaction, you know, some people can remember that for years and years and years. I literally forget it. Like, I just don't even remember like what the issue was like pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I actually have a friend who I had an argument with, recently and I remember waking up one day and then thinking like what were we arguing about like I couldn't even like put my finger and I'm like oh, okay it's gone now I'm over but like she has never forgotten it right mm-hmm. but like I can't even go back and relive it because it's like I process it and then I like delete it almost yeah so that sounds like a gift <laughs> I know but to people who like like want me to remember something it's like I'm doing something nasty to them by not Mm. like by choosing not to remember you know Mm. yeah no you've talked before about how you're really good at making decisions oh yeah and I feel like this is it's all related right it's just your it's just a personality like your brain's like okay this is the important information and now that's not and this is where we're going from here so it's not it's not a problem. Like even, <laughs> even, even your, my mom will say things to you about how she remembers some things sometimes. And sometimes I'll say, I remember certain things and she has no idea what I'm talking about. So like truthfully that in itself is kind of just a thing. Like I said, we're all living within our own minds. Like we're here and experiencing life, but we're really like perceiving how we see things through our own minds. So my, my mom didn't have the same experiences as me because she's perceiving it through a different narrative and different stories. And that's, that's actually, there's not a problem with that. It's okay. So like you're, if your mom's upset, it's just one of those things that you can like add to the list that you're able to delete easily. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like she has her own narrative and her own story and she's got her own thoughts and feelings. <laughs> the rapid decision making that's so 
that's I've, that's a practice that I've come into since clearing clutter, right? And since teaching other people how to clear clutter because clutter is just all delayed decisions. I mean, at the okay. end of the day, you just need to decide what you're going to do with something. Yeah. And not being able to make that decision is part of the reason that people have clutter. So when I went through my own clutter journey, that's what I learned is I have to start making like fast decisions and be confident with the outcome, even if it's not the correct, like not the right choice, it's okay, right? So um, like that is, I think, you know, at the end of the day, if you can get through your clutter, then you are gonna become a person who can make a quick decision because you will have practiced a million (laughs) decisions by then and gotten over the fear of making the wrong decision. So that whole thing you just said, like we could have a whole episode on that. (laughs) decisions are such are I love it too and I love hearing you talk about this because I am bad at decision making I'm not even gonna say that I have historically had a hard time with decisions I'm not gonna claim that as an identity (laughs) but historically like and I still do it I'm like because I just I'm like always thinking about like oh but what about all these possible situations Yeah, right. like what about them? I mean, <laughs> not I know. Not most of them are like so unlikely to happen. That is not even like a, you know. Oh, I know. I totally get it. But it's it's just so funny that you say that because when I was younger, I what I do remember, and and I actually have similar similar things. Is I I have a lot of memories when I'm like more high school, more mm-hmm. like middle school, high school. Um, so I think that's also kind of common too. <laughs> like we're just, well, we're supposed I mean, also, to live in oblivion at that time. Good because we didn't, we didn't, like that means that we were blessed with no trauma in our early years. Right. Right? Like right. it's a positive. <laughs> I totally agree. Totally agree. So, um, so I remember, like I actually like thought about this as like a calculated thing that I would do in in my head. I'd be like, if I had to make a decision that I wasn't totally certain on, which I was never totally certain on any decision, <laughs> then I would get like five opinions <laughs> and I would, and I would take a poll and then, then I would know that I could feel confident in myself. Like the, the confidence in myself was what I never developed that skill. Like, I don't right. think I developed that skill until my thirties, honestly. Right. Right. So do you think that that's something you were kind of just born with? Yeah, I think I've always been very confident. There's like no question. We're not confident, but I mean, I have been confident, but um, I like, I enjoy risk taking also, which I think is kind of connected to confidence, right? Like I enjoy being a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I feel like that's like thrilling to me, right? So not like far outside of my comfort zone, not like, you know, (laughs) dangerous, but like, just a little bit outside of my comfort zone is like, I love that feeling. I love, I love feeling alive. So Mm. this is like when I, um, I like discomfort a little bit because I feel so alive. I like back, like I go backpacking in the woods, right. For like days and just like, you know, you walk like, well, (laughs) some people walk a lot further than I do. Whatever you're like, so say I walk like 10 miles carrying like 30 pounds on my back, right? Like that. And there's like bugs and it's hot and you're sweating. That sounds awful to most people. But to me, like it's so experiencing so much makes me feel so alive. And I love the feeling of being alive. So that's like a, and I've always, I think, sought out things like that. Like, how can I just 
feel alive, like through some amount of risk taking or discomfort or emotional discomfort, mental discomfort, physical discomfort, like whatever it is. Um, yeah. That's served you so well. That's, <laughs> that's so good because, because I was the total opposite. Like I was like, I stay safe. <laughs> I, and actually, I mean, you know, I think about it and it's funny because my childhood best friend will tell me that she always thought that I was like risky and adventurous. And I was like, really? Because <laughs> I don't remember that about myself. But I, I, I just remember being really calculated about whatever, you know, risk, what I don't know, like, I did sports, and I enjoyed all those, but I wasn't like, I don't know, I, I remember like, always feeling like I was not I was not going to really push the envelope of discomfort like it wasn't something that I got a thrill out of like you said but now I, I see that as that's like actually one of the, the number one things that you can do and it because leaning into discomfort like that's where all the excitement is that's where all the adventure is yes yeah yeah, yeah 100% adventure was my word of the year for two years in a row. I love it. <laughs> when I got through all of my clutter, I felt like I was missing like that sense. Actually. Okay. So now that we're talking it through when I had little kids, I was like, I felt like stifled. I felt stifled by the stuff. I felt stifled by the responsibilities. I felt stifled by not being able to kind of like move forward in my own career, you know, because like we fell into that very stereotypical, like, you know, homemaker, even though I was always like working, but like that, but still like, that was what I felt like my role was like the homemaker. And I hated that. I hated it. It mm -hmm. felt just stifling. So um, when I like dealt with my clutter and figured like cleared out a lot of the emotional mess that I was living in, I realized I needed adventure. So you know how I make like a word of the year every year. To like, <laughs> and mm -hmm. ironically, my word this year is freedom. So I must still be feeling some like we <laughs> have a trend. <laughs> For two years in a row, my word was adventure. Like seek adventure, find adventure. And like that's actually when I took up backpacking, was like, okay, I need to actually feel like feel a lot. I need to feel something. So yeah, that's so good. I love that. My husband is an adventure seeker. Like that's <laughs> in his bones. <laughs> like he just loves it. And I and I never like I have stories now because we met when we were seventeen. Okay, so well, like that's I, really young. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have a whole episode on that. <laughs> yes, so young. But um, but I have like um, I have like all these stories of how like. I got into rock climbing because of him. I got into like, I went skiing, like all these things. But honestly, like the whole time I was a little bit like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm terrified I'm only here for you. <laughs> and so there was like this side of it that was actually working against me. Cause I was like, I don't even want to do this. This is out of my power. This is just like, I want to be together <laughs> and you want to do this. Right, so, right. So that was the part that I never really like, um, cultivated on my own because now I'm like oh that's because I like really didn't like I was really uncomfortable and then I was turning it into this this whole thing about like you're like you want to do this I don't even want to do this and now I have had so many mind shifts that I'm now like 
So let's do it again. Let's go do those things again that like I actually broke both my ankles on. Like, let's do these things again <laughs> and like better now because I have a better like, thing going on. There. <laughs> now I can I know that I make my life and my choices. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So Allison, do you want to go on a backpacking trip with me? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Okay, I love so I love it. Fun. And then we can live stream from our backpacking. Oh trip. my gosh, you guys. This is so fun. I would love to do that. That's so great. Okay, Emily says, how do you find comfort and pleasure and fun and mindset for backpacking in the heat and camping with bugs? Well, it's not like it's all fun. <laughs> Actually, actually, part of the, the fun in life, I think, is just the fact that like there's that contrast. Right? Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing is whenever I go backpacking, Emily, I always like would if at all possible, I like to end the night like I plan because so in upstate New York there we have lean we have trails that have lean tos and lean tos are just like three-sided structures that are like out in the middle of nowhere. So it's like a platform or we have campsites, right? So we have campsites or lean tos. So I try and plan whatever trip I go on every single night to end at a body of water with a lean to so that like, so I can swim in cold water. And that to me is like such a big reward after walking so far and having bug bites and sweating and all of that is like just to go swimming in cold, fresh water, especially like rivers that have like swimming holes or whatever, that reward is worth, like it's worth walking 12 miles carrying 30 pounds. That sounds amazing. Right? And there's yeah. no one there. There's no, like it's so remote. There's no one around. Emily, we're going to have to go backpacking. Emily, look, she wants to come with us. Yay! <laughs> and then I sleep in a backpacking hammock, so I'm not on the ground. And I personally love hammocks, right? So, like, the, there's a lot of comfort in the whole process for me. And, like, I just want to keep going because I want to get to that reward of, like, throwing my body into a cold body of water and just, like, Ah. <laughs> I can just like, that's such a good, I can just see it and feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you just, I mean, there's so much joy in that. The joy is worth the pain. And then you have so many stories, like you can take pictures of all of your bug bites because nobody would ever believe it. And then you can share those pictures and people are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> you know, I have a thought about this now. Because you just you saying how um, how you plan it. So like so knowing that's that that's at the end would make the whole process in the middle of it like, OK, I know what's happening. I know that this is only like just for a little while. And so I'm just going to like enjoy what I can while I'm in it. And then I know that's at the end. I think that that's really important because I have been. Um, historically like get overwhelmed when I think about like how would I plan the stops where would I find those places what do I do <laughs> well, you, see, you also have to be comfortable if it doesn't work out right so you have to be totally flexible enough that like right if something so this is like a huge deal for me with backpacking if somebody gets injured you have to cancel all your plans and have like plan you know and like plan to just end the trip right mm -hmm. and like or even just hiking or anything that you're doing right so you have to be totally like 
or whatever happens. There could be like a million scenarios. You have to be totally comfortable with everything, all your planning, just like going by the wayside, like at like a moment's notice, which is also part of the fun for me. Like, oh, it's called be like completely different. But yes, knowing where you're going to stop is helpful, right? It gets you a little bit in the like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also a little bit like, um, like I, if I had that scenario where I had planned that out, I would think, yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of me. Like I'm going to be fine. I can see this as the temporary part that it is. I can see that I'm going to like take care of myself at this point, or even, you know, if that doesn't exactly work out, I'm still going to find a way to, to feel relief and feel the comfort that I need and get the rest that I need. And so much of the time, our, our brain is like, as soon as it starts to feel discomfort, it's like, this is forever. This is permanent. It's never going away. We're going to die. Right. And that's just your brain lying to you. <laughs> but you have had this ability to be like outside of that and, and see it for like the pieces of the whole thing that it is, which I think has helped you so much because you're like, yeah, and I see the whole adventure that this discomfort is part of this bigger thing. And I think that that's, um, that's something to take note of because I think we can use that in all parts of our life. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You could use it like going to work today. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, okay. So here's where I have a hard time finding like the positive in the big or the adventure in the big experience is like, if I go now that I don't go shopping very much anymore, because this is another thing that like has totally changed in the last two decades. Right. I just, mm -hmm. I used to shop a lot for like comfort. Like I used to go, I love target. Right? I love target. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't shop anymore nearly as much. So going into a store feels so uncomfortable to me. And I'm so sensitive to all of the like everything coming at you, right? Cognitive <laughs> I, overload. Yep. Yeah. I need to change my mindset around that. I need to find some more adventure when I just do like mundane tasks. <laughs> or <laughs> I've been starting to be like, how do I just eliminate things? Oh, because yeah. Well, believe me. <laughs> that's what I've I been mean, doing. I know you do that too, but like I, I've, I, uh, there is so much cognitive overload at the store and I'm like, I think maybe I need to like not go to the store. Like I need to just go to Aldi, which is close to me with like small, or I need to, uh, I need to like just do it online because when I set up my Kroger, like quick list, like it, it, I don't see all the things all the time. Like that could just be what that's telling you too. Also. Okay. There is. So like when you go into a store, this is actually a great topic, I think. There's so much coming at you. There's so much overload. It's like, it actually, when you, you, if you, if you do it all the time, you might not notice it, but if you stop and then go back, I swear, it's like, first of all, you can smell things that you never smelled before. Like stores mm -hmm. have like really distinct odors when you mm -hmm. walk. Them. The air is different inside. The lights are super bright. There's a million noises. There's a million things to like see. And then, like, if you have your child with you, <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> There's like a whole other layer that you yep. have to deal with. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, it's funny. I think it's funny how, um, how much our mind is overwhelmed by so many stimulants 
and we just think that we're crazy or we like talk bad about ourselves about like not being able to do things and it's like actually like you went to the store and that was a lot of cognitive overload like you know just anything the way in which we look at our life we we think we're supposed to have this capacity for this enormous amount of information at all time or or we actually just think that's normal facebook Every time you scroll on Facebook, you have to, you or your brain has to process every single post you see. Like there's just so much stuff we're dumping in our minds all the time. And this is why we're tired. (laughs) Okay, Allison, say it all again, because this is really worth listening to. The point that Allison just made, we think we're crazy because we should like, wait, say it again. You said it way better than I'm like, I'm mutilating it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I said. We think we're crazy because we think we're supposed to be, we think that like, Oh, I hardly like I hardly did anything. We we just have like these standards of like the amount of things we're supposed to hold, like information wise, doing wise, like in a day, like like what we're supposed to manage. And but what like at the same time, subconsciously, we're just flooding ourselves with so much stuff. That's that's why your brain like can't process things. Okay, humans are supposed to be walking in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the birds, right. collecting some food from a berry bush, right? right. Like, yeah, living cave to cave. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no wonder you feel crazy. You go to Walmart, like <laughs> right. I'm, I'm totally serious. I have been thinking about this, and and I've been thinking about like how, like, because I there's a part like pretty much like three times a day I'm like I'm throwing away my phone (laughs) and then I'm like but then how would I do my life I don't know so I've been it's a but it's a thing it's a real thing that I think can if we don't start to get intentional and creative about and see it for what it is right instead of being like oh I should like be able to handle it no like that's ridiculous just like see it for what it is, the amount of information coming at us and start to get like creative and innovative and kind to ourselves. In the meantime, if we don't do that, we can literally spend our whole lives just barely treading water because of all of the things. Absolutely. And I would also go out on a limb and say that these like kind of big mega stores and all of those places where we tend to spend a lot of time shopping are designed to be like Vegas. They're designed to like mess you up in your head so you buy more. Like Mm -hmm. they're designed to confuse you and overwhelm you so you can't make a rational buying decision. I can't even tell you how many times I go in a store and I'm like, (laughs) I'm in the aisle and I'm like, what what am I doing? Like, what's going on? What did I need? I have a list. Like, why can't I think straight? Literally all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not online shopping for your groceries, (laughs) you might want to consider, imagine this grocery shopping experience. Go outside, surround yourself in nature, look, make a list, check it off online, and then relax in a hammock and wait for your groceries to show up. Isn't that more pleasant than going to the store? (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. Actually, I so I used to get kind of like stressed out even just trying to do that online because then it would like give me all these things but I did it a few times for Kroger and then I went on like recently and I was like oh it saved all those oh wait yeah I do need milk again I do need that bread again and I could just look at the stuff I'd already bought (laughs) I was like wait a minute why have I not known about this right you just re-in from your old order like yeah 
You don't have to get in the car. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to put on a mask. I mean, like you can just relax outside, enjoying the sky and listening to the birds. We are we are really meant to, and I think that um, I think that it's really a sad, and I don't know like how we're gonna do it as a society, but the phones and the way that we are so like our brain has changed because of like the the information and the and so now like when we're not taking in information all the time our brains like think something's wrong like how many times have you reached for your phone you're like I don't have even have a reason to reach for my phone right but it's the right. the breaking up of the of the of the thought patterns that are just like flow that's supposed to be just gentle and and relaxating or re relaxing during the day relaxate here Rel relaxate <laughs> Because <laughs> like throughout the day, you know, your brain like doesn't even know how to have that anymore. And so I don't know. I'm I'm in the process of trying to figure out like how I'm going to to stand against culture with my own mind. I don't know. I mean, I must reach for my phone at least 500 times a day. That is not an exaggeration. But my favorite, Allison, is looking at the weather instead of going outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that, actually. <laughs> like, you know, like someone's like, what's the weather? Like my kids will be like, what, what's the temperature? I'm like, why don't you go stand outside? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you go feel it? You tell me, dude. <laughs> That's like the funniest thing ever. I'm like, I wonder if it's raining. Let me look at my phone and see what my app says. Is there a lightning bolt in the app? Because that means it's thundering out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pathetic have I become. <laughs> oh, and, well, even, you know, even that is like, it's like our, our endless desire to know is constantly being like <laughs> filled with endorphins because it's like oh well it's not raining right now but like maybe it will be in an hour and i need to know this <laughs> right right i need to be prepared for every so this is the other thing like the over preparedness of everyday yeah. life like yeah. okay i don't own an umbrella because i hate umbrellas i find them to be the most frustrating <laughs> tools ever and then i'm afraid like if the little metal thing breaks it's gonna poke me in the eye like, no umbrellas i like rain okay so they're like you know i have worked with clients and we have been cleaning out their house and we have found like 25 umbrellas like that is like over preparedness to the max <laughs> like Okay, and then you check the weather. What if it, there's like a fifty percent chance of rain four hours from now? Better find the umbrella. Like, make sure you have the umbrella. Like, no, <laughs> no umbrella do you, necessary. Do you think that there's? Um, do you think that there's potentially like shame involved in this? Because I think that our culture has so much information that it's almost like, what didn't you check the weather? Like, wh like what's wrong with you? Like that you don't know and aren't prepared for every possible thing. Yeah. Or like people who don't use GPS, it's like, really, you can't get there? Like, don't you have GPS? Like, <laughs> you need to ask for directions. Why are you asking me for directions? Don't you have a GPS everywhere in your phone, in your car? Like, <laughs> yeah. like old school, like directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, technology has just created a whole new world. And in some ways, it, like, it's, 
it's amazing. Like, I love it. Like I can sit here and talk to you like states away. Right. And we can have like, I, I love the connections and the thing that it's things that's given us. It's just also like, there's this whole beast side to it. That's really sucking the life out of us. I think. You're still right though. Like, what are you an idiot? You don't know what the weather is going to be like. <laughs> I've, I've received this. Like I've, I've, I haven't like personally been attacked like that, but I've gotten that like impression. (laughs) And it's funny because I am like the person who does not check the weather at all because I just, I'm like, I like, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm not going to be prepared. Like, it's just, (laughs) I just like stopped assuming that that it's possible for me to like perfectly have it like ready and (laughs) Well, it's also like, okay, so when, with you know, schools, they're sending out so much information and I just can't read it all. So I just delete it because I feel like it's just too much. Like there's too much information coming from like yeah. my kids' school, their teachers, like every single day. You know, they both have like eight teachers. All the teachers feel like they need to send an email like all the time, which is great. I get it. I know. <laughs> but it's so much. But the the school also sends out like four emails a day. So I just like blanket decided I'm going to stop receiving communications. Like I'm, I can't, it's too much for me to keep up with. And if there's an issue, it will be brought to my, like I have a lot of faith that if there's a problem, Uh it will be brought to my attention. But consequently, I don't always know what's going on. I didn't know what the day that my kids were ending school. I didn't even know the week that they were ending school. I didn't know what their schedule was. I didn't know the region schedule. I didn't know anything. But at the same time, it's kind of up to my kids to know that stuff. Like it's their school. Like <laughs> and it's fine. Like it used to be like that, right? It used to, we didn't yeah. used to know. Like the parents didn't used to know every little like detail about everything all the time. And I feel like I'm the same way. <laughs> I I tell you, I tell I tell this story. My daughter was like halfway through first grade before I realized that there was like something I was supposed to be signing every week. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> And, and I and I and she's you know, she's going into six now. But I feel like this whole these whole span of years while they're like learning and growing and, and learning how to like take in information and bring it back to me, I'm just like letting it be this long process. Like the length of time that they're in my house by the end of it, like it was kind of like when I had babies. I was like, by the time I didn't need a diaper bag anymore, I had learned how to get all the stuff in the diaper bags when I needed them. <laughs> it's okay. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, what's the difference if I don't know, like the schedule for like English class this week for Stella, you know, like it's really, it doesn't like if she's failing, the school's going to contact me and say, your daughter is not doing well. And I'm going to like wait for that call because (laughs) I will be reached. Oh my gosh, this is too much information. But you do get judged when you don't know what's going on. (laughs) You do. So this is where this is where like the confidence comes into play so much. And it's so good that you already have such a strong base on it. It's something that I really built recently. (laughs) So now I'm like, now I feel like triggers of like shame and like, oh, I'm a bad person. And then I'm like, talk myself down like, nope, I'm okay. Like, I've got my own back. I trust that I'm getting the stuff that I need when I need it. And, and that's, I think that's the real game. Because how what we do, you know, I think that a lot of the the times it's like, the need to know everything is a control thing, in order to feel like we're going to be okay. And we can think well about ourselves when we get to that point. Which you can do right now. (laughs) Do it right now. Okay, here's another example. Um, 
This will be good for clothing. Okay. So I used to be a fundraiser and I would go to a lot of fundraising events. And I used to think that I had to have a different outfit for every single fundraiser that I went to. Right. So I had to really like, which cost me a lot of money and time because it takes a lot of time to shop for like nice, like dresses for like benefits and things like that. So even just to go to work every day, I mean, it's like a lot of time. Like, so I decided I I had to become the person who was who had one dress for every single event and was proud of that, right? So instead of being like nervous that people were going to judge me because I was wearing the same dress all the time, I was like, can I switch this around? What if I'm like proud that I have one dress only for every single event that I go to and I don't have to waste any time shopping for that? And so I did, and I would tell people like, it's so awesome that I only have to like wear one dress, like for every single event. Like I'm so proud of this. Like instead of being like, Oh gosh, I'm so worried. They're going to notice I'm wearing the same dress again. Like (laughs) that's brilliant by the way. Like decisions, especially if you're like actually saying that to people, like that's like giving people freedom right there. They're like, I can think that way. Yes. Yeah. You can think that way. Yeah. Be proud of the fact that you don't read any information that comes from school because you're saving a lot of time. Right. <laughs> saving so much brains, brain energy. <laughs> I, I've heard, I, I really like to think about my brain like a computer and it, it really is helpful and kinder towards myself to think about like, <laughs> I, I didn't actually realize this until I heard about like more about computers from my friend, but computers can only do one thing at a time, right? Like, they actually don't do a million things at a time. It's just they like their, their memory is goes from thing, one thing to the next really fast. And it's the same way with our brain. Like we're actually not meant to be like, let's do all the things. Let's do all the multitasking is a lie. Actually, <laughs> your brain can only do one thing at a time. The only thing you're doing when you're multitasking is you're switching back and forth really fast which is actually fracturing the way that your brain processes the information. And that's why it always like feels like none of it really gets done well. But yeah, the, yeah, it's really good for your brain to simplify and to minimalize. And it's all in how we end up thinking about ourselves. Like it's exactly what you did with that mindset shift over your dress. That's you can do so it with good. like multitasking too, instead of like valuing multitasking as an ability that you might want, you can value non multitask what is it called when you Absolutely. don't multitask singly tasking <laughs> <laughs> doing one thing at a time tasking being zen <laughs> you can be the person who's like i'm so proud that i don't try to multitask cuz that's when i mess up like i'm yeah. so proud of myself for singular tasking <laughs> <laughs> what what would we call that <laughs> Doing one thing at a time. There's got like, what is the, what is the opposite of multitasking? Unmultitasking? <laughs> like demultitasking. multitasking Multitasker. We just, we just made multitasker into like, uh, like this big, grand, beautiful thing. And so, so we had to give it a special name. Monotasker. I love it. Have you heard of the monotasking movement? (laughs) Oh, we're going to start this movement. Yes. Yes. There was a show with no name. Love it. We did a movement with no name. (laughs) We did values doing nothing. (laughs) And I watch it every week. (laughs) We did a 
write this down. <laughs> it's all being recorded, Allison. Somebody can go back and find it again. I love that so much. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's actually true though. Like the value of doing nothing is such a radical thought process, especially in a culture that like defines success as this all these things that we're all trying to get to like all the time and they're just crazy and makes us crazy and like at the end of your life that's not the kind of life you want to live yeah i think you know i've often read that little meme that goes around that like nobody on their deathbed wishes that they worked more right like you're not going to be like on your deathbed wishing you worked more you're probably also not going to be on your deathbed wishing that you multitask more oh my gosh right like, oh man, I really wish I had done like fit more and crammed more into the day. Like, no. Man, yeah. I wish I had completed one more task. <laughs> oh no. Mm -mm. No, that is not living. That is not living. And it's like, this is actually like this. I I could we could get on soapboxes about this every week. It just reminds you guys. It's basically what we're doing. Yeah, Allison, I've developed an echo in the last uh, couple of minutes of this. <laughs> oh no! I know I had like my screen went black, and now I'm echoing. I don't oh. know, maybe not. Here. Maybe that's our sign that we're done talking. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is telling us to shut up. <laughs> it's like, okay, good. You've said what you need to say. It's just on time. <laughs> so Anne says unitasking. We could be like unitaskers unite. <laughs> <laughs> United and unitasking. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. So All good. Right. If you're watching this later on YouTube. Oh, I should remind everyone to like and subscribe to this if you're watching it on YouTube. And also yes. in the comments, we would like to hear your what is it when you have like what is that called when you have like unitaskers unite the the you and the you? What's that? Um Oh, you love that. Whatever, what I forget what it is though. <laughs> I know. I uh, no, no, no. Those are words that are the same. Um, alliteration? Uh, is it alliteration? alliteration? It's alliteration. Yes. Have we had this conversation before? We, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this feels like deja vu. Or anything, Allison? <laughs> How would I know? I don't recall. <laughs> you can go talk to my mother if you're frustrated. <laughs> Oh, so beautifully wrapped up. <laughs> anyway, drop your alliteration into the comments if you're watching this on replay. Multitasking, unitasking. What do we? I forgot them all now. I don't <laughs> know, but I feel like our people are going to help us. We're going to get. We're going to get it. And now we have like a subheading for today's um, uh, show with no name. <laughs> and <laughs> Emily. Sometimes, sometimes we'll do guests and sometimes we'll just talk at you. <laughs> yes. so maybe next time. <laughs> we forgot about the guests this week. We, we just had really good stuff. I think we needed oh to talk gosh, about we're just, like, We had to talk to you about good how stuff. difficult it is to be in the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. You needed to hear that. And you're not crazy. You're not no. crazy. That's our yeah. other message. You are not, you're not crazy. crazy. No, nope. you're just a normal human. Mm -hmm. I love it. So good. <laughs> You're not crazy is a great title too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe we'll switch it up next week because we can always change whatever we do. There's, we could do a whole other show on that, I'm sure. <laughs> Our Wednesday show now. <laughs> All right. All right. Allison, <laughs> thank you for the laughs. 
Thank and you. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you. And well. do nothing. I wish you do nothing. I'm wishing for you nothing. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you as well. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone listening in, I hope you get a chance to do absolutely nothing this weekend. Look yep. at the sky. <laughs> beautiful. So beautiful. So good. Unique Caskers Unite. All right. And we'll <laughs> be back next week at the same time, same place. And if you're doing the YouTube thing, like and subscribe. Show us some love. Share this. Share this. That's a great thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, share us. Share us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in live. Bye. 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 Hey, Allison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't translate if you're not watching it. Okay. <laughs> it does not. Bye, you guys. Bye.